Blog Talk Radio. Hey, sports fans, welcome to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle. With Tom Pollan, Hunter Hodes, I'm Dave Holcomb, back in the host chair. Got another exciting show for you today. A couple of days before Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody out there. It's week 16 in the NFL. We still have some great games on the, on the docket with some huge, huge ramifications. Two games today, 12 games on Sunday, two games on Monday, we'll go through a lot of that slate and, uh, you know, give our predictions and, uh, again, go through what is on the line for each and every team. Some teams, it might not be playoffs, but it could be draft picks and draft order. So there's plenty still to play for in the NFL. Uh, and as always, we're going to have our picks in Nasha Thomas predictions. Tom and Hunter will have their picks, and then we will do real deal or overreaction. So I'll welcome on my two co-hosts now. We'll bring on uh, Hunter first this week in Virginia. He finished his first semester at Virginia Tech. Hunter, how's it feel? You're on Christmas break, right? Winter break, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Politically correct way to call yeah, it. Winter on. break. Yes, winter break. I got back on uh, Tuesday. and Hopefully um, you don't hear too much. My dog is down with me for this episode, so I'm hoping he doesn't make too much noise. He's just chilling for the show. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe he wants to weigh in on a couple of our topics. Yeah, I'll I'll talk. I'll yeah, I'll talk to him. I'll see if he uh likes Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our other co host out in Chicago. Tom, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great, Dave. Uh great day here in Chicago. We're gonna have snow for Cleveland uh against the Bears tomorrow, so yeah, oh, what yeah. a weekend. It's football weekend here in Chicago. Perfect. <laughs> and we want to make you a part of our football weekend. Give us a call, 516-387-1417. You can also tweet at us at WKD Sports Huddle. Today's show is brought to you by our lovely author, Marcos Accio, Learn the Secret of the Human Mind and the Laws of the Universe. They will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. Before we get rolling with today's show, guys, I do want to pay tribute, though, to Dick Edinburgh, a longtime sports broadcaster, passed away Thursday night, did 28 Wimbledons, 10 Super Bowls, 8 NCAA men's basketball title games. That's not tournament games. That's eight title games in the NCAA Mm -hmm. tournament, including the Magic Johnson-Larry Bird matchup in 1979, which was the championship game that year won 13 Sports Emmy Awards and a Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, Emmy Award, uh, worked six decades in the business. I'll remember him as uh, the Padres play-by-play guy. That was his last gig at the end of his career. But uh, Enberg will be deeply missed by the entire sports world. He did a lot of the uh, better uh, Nadal matches when they kept uh, going at it over the years when they were in their primes. I, I remember that because I watched them. And, because I, I love Roger Federer, so um, I remember him doing all those matches for sure. Yeah, it's well, one of those Super Bowls was Super Bowl twenty with the Bears and Patriots, so I definitely remember that one. But you know, he, he was just everywhere. I mean, the guy was—you know—you turned around, he, he could do anything in broadcasting, just all around uh, voice and. I don't know if you guys ever get a chance to look up on YouTube. Um, uh, look up Dick, Dick Engberg's name on YouTube because he had a game show in the early to kind of mid-70s called uh, Sports Challenge, and it was a uh-huh. fun show. You guys really ought to take a look at that. I will. I saw this week that he called the um... – Tom, they got the the Bears player, the big uh, defensive lineman who almost returned a 
interception for a touchdown. His name was like yeah. the truck or something. Uh, no, the trailer, Keith Trailer. The trailer, the trailer, that's what it was. Yeah, that, that was that was an awesome call. I loved that. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, I heard that when they played that one here in Chicago too. Yeah, that that was a great call. So, again, Emberg will be missed uh, by us and all sports fans around the country, I would think. Um, so, condolences to his family. Just retired last year. Hard to believe that, you know, he gave that speech at the San Diego All-Star Game in 2016, the summer. And he retired the same time as uh, uh, Vin Scully. And, unfortunately, we lost him too soon into his retirement. So, condolences to yeah. his family. Uh, but... Uh, Starting today's show now, uh, we actually are going to return to last week in the NFL with a pretty massive controversy at the end of the Steelers-Patriots game. I'm sure most fans have heard, especially Steelers fans uh, listening to the show have heard. Uh, but if you somehow missed it or uh, you want to <laughs> replay the, the end of the last few plays of that game, uh, the Patriots scored the go-ahead touchdown with 56 seconds left, but behind a 69-yard pass, to Juju Smith-Schuster, the Steelers moved into scoring position at the 10-yard line of the Patriots with around 30 seconds to play. On the next play from scrimmage, Roethlisberger appears to throw a pass, completed pass, to tight end Jesse James, who lunges forward to the goal line, scores a touchdown. But upon further review, the replay official rules that James had not survived the ground. I loved the way that Steve <laughs> Renzi put that. Did not survive the ground. Has any human being ever survived the ground, Tom? Ever? <laughs> uh, wow. Not permanently. Uh, we, we all end up losing to the ground at some point. Yes, yeah. yes. It's like, it's like playing the wall in tennis. There's just no way to win. <laughs> So anyway, James did not survive the ground, did not maintain possession all the way through the process of the catch. And uh, that, that's ruled not a touchdown. Second and 10, Big Ben throws a, uh, a short pass in the field of play, time ticking down, lots of confusion on third down, and uh, Roethlisberger throws a slant. Russell Wilson could have told you not to do that, but Roethlisberger does that, and it's an interception game over. The Steelers don't get the field goal to tie the game. They don't get the touchdown to win the game. General consensus, though, on Twitter from the rational fan, if you believe that rational people are on Twitter, <laughs> is that it was the right call, but a bad ruling. Bad, bad rule that needs to be changed um, for, in the NFL. So uh, let's kick off our conversation. Tom, I wanted to ask you, would you agree with that, that it was, a, it was the right call in the moment but it's something that the NFL really needs to look into this offseason and potentially change that rule. Well, they definitely need to change the rule. The problem is the rule is very ambiguous about what you're, you're talking about when you consider a catch. And I do agree. He didn't survive the ground. And, and yeah, I love that phrase. I'm going to use that from now on every time. Even <laughs> if it's not football, I'm going to use that phrase. Didn't survive right, the yeah. ground. Yeah, but but um, the thing is, now if he had been totally in the end zone, I could see it. Yeah, it's incomplete. But and if I go on the field to play, yeah, it's it's an incomplete pass. But there's you got to take another rule into consideration when you're looking at this play, and that's possession rules, and. Because James has the ball. You can see clearly he has the ball. And for one thing, anywhere else on the field, he's not stretching the ball out to try and get the ball over the, over the goal line. But you got the, you know, you see that he has possession of the ball. Then you see a knee and both feet down. So by NFL rule, by NFL pressure rules, uh, control of the ball has essentially been fulfilled in these. And once he turns to extend the ball over the end zone, over the goal line, he is now a runner. He is not no longer a receiver. He is a runner. All right. Cause he is now 
possessed the ball, and he has made a football move. And when you are a runner, all you have to do is cross the plane to the goal line, and then the ball, you know, the play is dead. The play is dead before he gets to the ground. And and that's the thing. And that's the problem because the – and we had a discussion on this right after the game last week is this rule – You know, you got the, the the catch rules that don't quite jive with the possession rule. You really have to modify the catch rule to say that, you know, on the goal line, if the runner, if the if the receiver stretches the ball across the goal line, it's a touchdown. That's all you really need to add to it, um, because if you put two or three of these other rules together, yes, it is a touchdown. So. Um, and, and they called it uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance were calling it a touchdown for two minutes in the booth before it finally <laughs> dawned on them. Yeah, that was hilarious. You know, before it finally dawned on them what the replay officials were looking for. You know, right. So I'm I'm just saying, yeah. I I and I got into a big argument on Twitter about this, and. Because I was one of the few who kept saying, "Look at look at the possession rule." But yeah, by strictly by the catch rule, yes. But he's stretching the ball out once he has control. Both feet are on the ground, and that mm-hmm. is all he has to do to establish himself as a runner. Mm-hmm. And then he makes his football move, extending the ball towards the goal line. So it's fun. That, that, it's that, that's what you have to look at. It's just funny. Like, the, the league penalizes their players by trying to do the right thing. It's been going on ever since the Des Bryant situation, Calvin Johnson, um, the player, um, the Severian Jenkins catch against the Patriots. Uh, even I think Mike Tomlin had his press conference this week. He actually did say, like, hey, like, you know, we need to take a look at this this offseason because he's on the competition committee. So I can't say he's probably too thrilled. Oh, no. I mean, definitely not thrilled. But as I say, the written the rule is written so badly that if mm-hmm. you add one sentence to the catch rule, you can, you can uh, kind of put these two rules in sync. Uh where you're looking at them separately now and where I don't think anybody actually thought about looking at the possession rule when the, you know, right after the play. Now, now you can sync up the two rules. Um, they work well together. All you got to do is put in the set, sentence about, you know, stretching the ball over the goal line. He has the established possession and is he stretching the ball across the goal line? and then, you know, loses contact with the ground. Well, it's still a touchdown. He's broken the play of the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, yeah, that should be the rule. The play, if he crosses the goal line, plays dead. Yeah, that's a touchdown. Plays dead. I don't know why they don't that, – that's, like, should be the easiest rule that they put in. But, you know, the NFL does lack a lot of logic. So. <laughs> I, I think another key to the play is that his knee also hits down after he has two feet and the ball. Because there is, I, I, I read this on Twitter, that the ruling actually reads that you have to maintain possession through your initial contact to the ground. Now, I don't remember who tweeted that out that I, where I saw that, but, but I thought that was interesting that, because it's always been said on TV, you know, we saw it with, uh, with, with, with Zach Miller, that you have to, like, hold on to the ball for, like, five seconds after you have hit the ground. And you have to hold on to the ball all the way till your walk to the sideline, it seems like, with the NFL. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll call it uh, incomplete. But actually, the rule might say, yeah. Yeah, you need three forms of identification, one of them a picture <laughs> ID, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Need your passport and right. uh, a credit card number with your name on it. Yeah, so uh, – but the rule might actually be, from what I understand, it, your initial – contact with the ground if you're falling to the ground and and he I, you could argue he wasn't falling to the ground he caught it and established himself as a runner but you could also say his initial contact to the ground 
was his knee hitting, and he still had the ball at that point. Yes, and he had, he had an elbow down, too. Both were down. I, I agree with you. And, and no, no defensive player touched him down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't understand. I don't get what people can't understand about this. All right, technically, no, the rule doesn't need to be changed because if you're looking at the possession rule, he has clear possession, and he has, by the rule, by NFL rule, he has possession, and he is turning and making a football move. He has now become a runner. By NFL rules, he is a runner. And then all he has to do is break the plane. And, and that's the frustrating part about it. But if you really want to clean this thing up, yeah, you add a couple of sentences to the rule book, and now there's no ambiguity about it. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, right. well, obviously, um, Patriot fans would, would point to the fact that that, that that play did not lose the Steelers the game, and, and that's a fair point because, you yes. know, Nashville – Nashville tried to say the same thing in the Stanley Cup, and, and every team does when you, your 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 team gets maybe robbed of, of a call, a controversial play doesn't go your way, and you try to blame everything on that. Well, a game does not come down to one play. The Steelers had a chance to kick a field goal. They still had a chance to score a touchdown, and it was chaos the last couple of plays for the Steelers that resulted in an interception, and it was it was a poor throw by Roethlisberger. Should not have ran that play probably. I liked them going for the win. I loved that. But that has to be a fade. That cannot be thrown in traffic like that. And if you see that there's traffic like that, don't throw the ball. Throw it away. Throw it in the first yes. throw. Don't throw it out jam it in zone. there for it to be an interception, right? And you kick the field goal and you play overtime. So that right. was an awful last couple of plays, including the controversial call. Uh, Hunter, what was your reaction to the final three plays of that game. Oh, my honest answer. I, I just, I just sat in silence. I, I, I was just, I put my head, I was stunned. Uh, the, the, the real thing I was mad about after the thing, they really didn't have after the day Darius Hayward Bay catch, they didn't have two plays to dial up to try to score a touchdown. It's like, okay, you have that, but then the clock keeps running and then Ben didn't fake spike it. And then that's your call. Like an Eli Rogers slant. Uh, to to the middle of the field, just he wasn't open. Just just you know, chuck it away. <laughs> I mean, I ended up. Yeah. I was lucky my roommates weren't home. <laughs> I went to go right downstairs and just slamming my hat on the ground. I was so just. I was that I, that ruined my mood for the rest of the night. But it's just. Well, one of the problems I, is he shouldn't have even thrown that ball to Hayward Bay, because Hayward yeah, Bay no, never yeah. never got out of bounds. Yeah. And then the the second problem was is I think only two players on the Steelers offense actually knew that Roethlisberger was going to do a uh, a fake spike and then try to run a a, a quick plant pass play. But because you're right Dave, nobody actually went outside to the corner of the end zone. Um you know, Roethlisberger didn't even have the option of throwing a fade. Because right. I, I think his receiver was still sitting on the line of scrimmage. So, right. you know, nobody knew what they were trying to accomplish on that interception play. It looked like Ben I, I think he did say he wanted to clock it. But then Tomlin's like, no, like, we're never going to clock it. Um, we're, we were going to go for a win. Um, and, you know, I, I applaud them for going to win. I think if you kick there, then you take the risk of – you know, the Patriots getting the ball in overtime. And then if that happens, it's game over, as we saw in the Super Bowl. Um, I do not think they would have stopped Tom Brady from driving down the field, especially with how Gronk destroyed the defense. He was the, basically the, almost the Patriots' entire – yeah, he was the Patriots' entire offense for that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, just call a better play. You know, I'm not usually big on fades anyway. Um, I think they're kind of a waste – uh, just like that play too. So I mean, with Antonio Brown out, it, it, it was kind of hard. But you got to find other ways to get open. You can't just have one player running a route and everyone else just standing there like, "Ooh, let's just wait to see if he catches it." <laughs> I, 
I think that was the biggest problem as well, that uh, I, I didn't have a huge issue with them completing the ball in the field of play on second down. It was the fact they didn't have a plan if they did that. That, yeah. that was the issue. That was the issue. And they had that, so that, long. They had so long to think about it because of the review. Todd Haley, right. call up two plays, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, I mean, you can't just blame Todd Haley. I mean, Roethlisberger wasn't planning it either. Roethlisberger was, was sitting – down celebrating whatever what he whatever he was doing uh, he Haley yeah. and Ben should have met they should have discussed what we're going to do if this is uh in, if this is incomplete what are we going to do on third down if we complete it on, in the field of play uh, they should have ran through mm-hmm. every scenario you know Belichick would have yeah. done that Belichick and, and McDaniels and Brady would have ran through every scenario possible during that that timeout that yeah, lengthy like... timeout the Steelers did not do that yeah that's true exactly because Belichick right. is one of the best prepared coaches in the league. Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say, well, we're going to put this behind us now as Steeler fans. I think the Steelers are going to put it behind them as well. Look look ahead to the next two weeks. Still a lot on the line uh, for the Steelers and the Patriots. I think the natural reaction is, oh, you know, here we go again, another loss to New England. Steelers can't beat the Patriots. I felt encouraged after getting over the loss, guys. I was encouraged by the fact that they played so well. Antonio Brown didn't play most of this game. The Steelers still moved the ball on on uh, New England's defense. Uh, it, it, yes, of course, I would rather see them get home field. But I think if they meet again, it's going to be another close game. Yeah, they proved that they could beat them. And Dave, you saw what they did. They played man to man basically the entire game, and it worked, except on Gronkowski, but. That's the way you beat the Patriots. They they change their defensive scheme, and with Joe Hayden coming back, he'll be back for the next game, and probably Antonio Brown too. Yeah, he'll be healthy. I definitely think they they I think they proved to me that they can beat that team. I realize they really did. I agree. I agree. And they changed. They, yes, they changed the defensive scheme, but they finally have the guys that can play man to man, and they're getting back mm-hmm. Joe Hayden. Will will enforce that point even more. Yes. So we got to get hit a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to look ahead now to Week 16. The Steelers have a very winnable game against the Houston Texans, against and a third-string quarterback. But are we worried again that they could play down to competition? We'll get into that. And could this finally be the week the Cleveland Browns get back into the win column? They play your Chicago Bears, Tom. And this could be their last chance of winning a game in 2017. That coming up after the break. Friday Night Music Productions is calling all musicians out there to join us for a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, an event to beat the Guinness World Record for the largest rock band playing one song in the same place and time. And we want you to join us. For more information and to register, visit us at www.FridayNightMusicProductions.com. Are you looking for a fun and creative way to enjoy fitness? Whether for health, wellness, or as a hobby, Katie Sunshine Hoops is the answer. Affordable, custom-made by-hand hula hoops, fitness hoops, art pieces, Hoop dancing videos and advice are available at www.katysunshinehoops.com. Welcome back to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Paul and Hunter Hodes. I'm Dave Holcomb. Today's show was brought to you by author Marcos Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. We want to make you a part of the show. Give us a call, 516 387 1417. We wrapped up our Steelers Patriots discussion, the controversial play at the end of the game. But if you have uh, a proposal of how they can change that rule, or heck, maybe you like the rule, give us a call, 516 387 1417, or tweet at us at WKD Sports Huddle. Okay, we're going to turn the page now to week 16. As I said, two games tonight uh, the Ravens playing the Colts. And then we have another uh, divisional matchup at night, NFC North this time, uh, Vikings and Packers. Aaron Rodgers will not be playing in that matchup, though. But let's uh, to start off this segment, let's look ahead to Christmas Day. The Steelers will be facing the Texans 
and third-string quarterback T.J. Yates. You want to do your T.J. Yates thing again, Tom, from last week? That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <I'm doing> <laughs> what, what did I do? I, you know, some, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Oh, T.J. Yates. T.J. Yates. Yates. T.J. Yates. (laughs) I mean, come on. You know, it's amazing that the Texans have let themselves get into this situation. And I know, you know, losing J.J. Watt, losing Whitney Merciless is just, you know, has really kind of killed the the chances for that team, especially the way Watson started playing. But, you know, th- this is a situation where, uh, you know, I'm not even going to go there. It- it's just too bad what happened to Houston that they didn't want to sign a real quarterback to come in and actually give themselves a chance to contend for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I think uh, I-, I get where you're going there with that point, and I, I think the audience does too. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cough. I said his name, but I, I coughed it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I had a big cough. So, uh, but you know, from the Steelers' perspective, Hunter, uh, are you at all? Cons- I mean, we know this is a bad team, but Pittsburgh's got a little bit of a history here, uh, playing down a competition. I think everybody knows about it now. Everyone is talking about. Oh yeah. Uh, should the Steelers be concerned going into this matchup? No Antonio Brown. Um, could, could they be, uh, you know, uh, due for an emotional letdown after that? You know, heartbreaking. I'll say it. Heartbreaking loss to to the Patriots last week. I mean, I don't think it's going to get to them, honestly. But yes, you you should be a little concerned. Um, you know, they they have played down to some pretty bad teams this year, um, like the Colts. Jacoby Brissett. That is a bad Colts team, and they just squeaked out a win against them. Um, Houston, you look at their roster, it is a bad roster right now. Um, the only player that they really have on offense is um, DeAndre Hopkins, who is who is a top wide, five wide receiver in football, let's be honest here with ourselves. And um, I feel bad. He's just being wasted there. And then you have Will Fuller, who is not bad. He's in deep threat, but outside of those two, it's just a whole lot of nothing. And then you have the Texans' defense. You have no J.J. Watt. Whitney Merciless is out. Um, they do have Jadavian Clowney. Um, he's a beast. Um, I think, but I think the Steelers' offensive line can have their way with him. The Steelers' offensive line is one of the best lines in football. They always keep Big Ben up uh, upright during the games this season. I think the most times he's been sacked in one game is two to three at, at worst. So, I'm not too concerned from that standpoint, but the Texans' secondary is, woof, it's the next level of that, guys. Even without Antonio Brown, I think the Steelers' offense should should have a pretty good day. Tom, I, I get the feeling that Hunter doesn't want any bad teams to have good players because they're just they're just being wasted. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. You look at DeAndre Hopkins. He is just – he is being – I mean, it's going to be good when Deshaun Watson comes back. He He's awesome, but, oh, right now, it's just almost his entire Texans career, this poor guy, he's going to be thrown to T.J. Yates, Brian Hoyer, Tom Savage. Uh, who Ryan, is, Ryan Fitzpatrick, was he there when Ryan Fitzpatrick was there? I don't know. Bunch I think he was. Bunch of awful yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, and I agree, and, and when you – and there's no way the Steelers should be letting down this uh, Monday night when you're facing T.J. Yeah. Yates. Yeah, it just – I mean, Yates. come on. Yeah, for, for crying out loud, this is T.J. Yates. This is not uh, – it's not even uh, Nick Foles who's backing up in Philadelphia. <laughs> you're talking T.J. Yates. So – and – but but I agree. DeAndre Hopkins is, is one of the best receivers in the league, uh, hands down. And I think next year uh, with the Sean Watson coming back, uh, that's going to be demonstrated to everybody uh, fans of the NFL. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to be awesome to watch. I can't wait to see how those two work next year. Yeah, me too. I hope Watson comes back and is healthy and we take for granted that these guys come back from injury all the time. There's no guarantee. So we, we hope, wish the best for Watson. Hope he comes back and, is ready to go at the beginning of next season. Uh, 
Let's, let's, I, I agree with you, Hunter, uh, and I, I don't really have anything else to add. I think it's Clowney and, and uh, Hopkins. The, those are the two guys that, uh, that Steelers got to be worried about. And I look at it as almost kind of similar to when they played the Packers a few weeks ago. Even turnovers, I'm not sure, can de- derail the Steelers this week. They turned it over three times against the Packers and still beat them. I think really the, the guys that they got to be worried about is just Hopkins going off on them and Clowney causing, I don't know, six sack fumbles or something, uh, just having a tremendous day uh, getting pressure on the quarterback. Those are their two, the, my two concerns in the game as well. Oh, Clowney, um, Clowney is incredible. I mean, yeah, Clowney, you, you imagine what, what he and the rest of that defense could do uh, with Watt and Merciless still in there. Uh, Clowney is just carry, taking that defense on his back this season. Yeah, yeah, and he's. I, I, and I know you ripped the defense for Houston uh, Hunter there, and they're not uh, a great unit by any means. But uh, Clowney is a reason yeah. why they're not, you know, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, yeah, they're it's their pass defense that's just been awful this year. But the Steelers, they have this is a gift wrap of a buy. Take it, beat these two bad teams. Take the gift, get your buy, and then move on. You can't lose if you can't beat both of those teams to get a bye week. I'm sorry, you don't deserve a bye week in, 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 for the playoffs. That, that's just that, that that's sad. That's that's what oh, yeah, yeah. sad. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They, they won't deserve a bye if they lose either of these last two and. They could still get home field. I know everybody's saying you know, they won't get it, you know. Uh, but but New England New England could lose. They're playing two division rivals. I don't think they will, but they could. Uh, and if the Steelers take care of business, they'll they'll move back into the number one seat. Yeah, and I'll be there for next week. So if they have a chance to clinch a bye, I may I'll I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, let's take a brief look at your Bears, Tom. Uh, One year ago tomorrow is the anniversary of the last Cleveland Browns win. We have to get a golf clap going here. Last last time Cleveland Browns won a football game. I'm not counting the preseason. I I didn't didn't even look that up. Maybe they won in the preseason. I don't know. I don't care. The last time they won a meaningful game was on Christmas Eve last year, week 16, against the San Diego Chargers. The Chargers were so embarrassed, they moved out of San Diego to L.A. because they lost lost that game. So guess what, guys? Tomorrow it's week 16 again. It's Christmas Eve again. So the Browns, again, are 0-14. Could we have deja vu? Could they actually win a game and move to 1-14? They shouldn't. But with this Bears team, you never know. And yes, people are bite, are biting their nails in Chicago over this game because uh, <laughs> y- y- you can't. I mean, defensively, with that, you take everything into account. Yeah, the Bears should should win this game pretty handily. One thing you got to look at is the Browns are best in the league, number one in the league in one statistic, and that's uh, rushing yards against. Uh, per, rushing yards per play against And that's what the Bears do Is run the football So You know it, It's not something that, that uh, It's something that you kind of want to think about Going into this game And But You know there, there, There's no reason why the Bears Shouldn't win this game uh, As a matter of fact Uh I don't know if the Bears coaching staff is quite as as uh, worried about this game because we learned thir- yes, uh, Thursday night's uh, press conference, Thursday afternoon's press conference here in Chicago, uh, John Fox, we learned a lot about his pet monkey when he was uh, 11 or 12 years <laughs> his old. What? His <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gidget, his, his pet monkey. And uh, <laughs> what? Well, on the website, they do like a Thursday thing with coffee with coach. And, and it's kind of where they get to talk a little bit more uh, off football about things about, uh, you know, John Fox or the coach of the Bears. And it was brought up that uh, visiting his, his uncle in Marathon on Florida Keys that, you know, on their way home, I guess they stopped and they bought a, a, pet monkey and 
and he had it for two or three years. And uh, oh, you know, I wish I could have uploaded the the sound for it. If you go to six seventy WSCR, you go to their website. I'm sure they have uh-huh. it up uh, as one of the pod, you know, one of their podcasts. Uh, I'm sure they have that that tape for that uh, press conference up. I would go listen to it. It's it's, it's special. It sounds like um, I don't know. Did you guys see the Chuck Pagano press conference a few weeks ago? Guys talking about um, the weather and his, he's comparing it to how the Colts are like been awful. Did you guys ever see it? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so, you know, as I say, go to uh, 670 WSCR. Go to their their site and and listen to this because it, it's really special. But yeah, we learned everything we wanted to know about John Fox's monkey. <laughs> what? Well, I, I've, I've got one cl- question for you, Tom. Uh, but then we're gonna hit commercial break. So, if if the Bears lose this one, are they gonna move to like South Bend? <laughs> oh man, uh, maybe Des Moines, Iowa. I don't know. I don't know if South okay. Bend is far enough. <laughs> oh, all right. So Tom, it's got to be even far. They, they can't stay anywhere close to Chicago if they lose this one, no, I guess. The South not if not they far lose enough. this one. No. <laughs> Tom, will you hibernate if they lose? Oh, God. I've, I'm almost ready to hibernate on this season right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, normally John Fox on the podium is very boring, doesn't tell you anything. You find out nothing about the team. But, uh, you know, at least he wasn't boring at the podium this week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll have to go check out that interview, and we encourage our listeners yeah. to do that as well. Uh, we got to hit another commercial here on Weekend Sports Subtle. When we come back, we're staying with Week 16, moving into Nasha Thomas Predicts. Tom and Hunter once again will square off with their picks against the spread. Three More Bites, the cookbook series by husband and wife duo Ayo and Bob Lai will keep you entertained and your appetite satisfied. With recipes inspired by their life stories, cooking and enjoying these unique recipes is a perfect way to spend time with friends and family. Whether you are an experienced chef or just learning to cook, their helpful cooking tips and tricks and delicious recipes will have you begging for three more bites. Pick up your copy of Three More Bites Presents Cozy Cooking And Three More Bites presents Three Weddings and a Honeymoon Today from www.threemorebites.com. Welcome back to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Pollan, Hunter Hodes. I'm Dave Holcomb. Today's show is brought to you by author Marcos Accio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosaccio.com. You want to go up against our two experts with your own picks against the spread? Give us a call, 516-387-1417. You can also tweet us your pick at WKD Sports Subtle. Can I amend that? You want to go up against your one expert and one apprentice, yes. Give us a call. uh, Give us a call, 516-387-1417. Everyone just said was a lie. Hunter, your uh, your recent record, not, not too good. Hey, Dave, what's my name for this show? What's my name, Dave? Call me by my name. What's my name? Uh, what's my name? B- what's my name for Nostradamus? What's my name for this week? Mm-hmm. BB-8. No, it's not BB-8. <laughs> I, you know what? I want to I wanna have a fan poll. I think we, we haven't done a fan poll in a while. Uh, a little backstory. If you missed last week's episode, and one of my teases for, for Nasha Thomas Predicts, I called, uh, you know, we've been calling Tom the expert Yoda, and we've been calling, you know, Hunter the apprentice Luke, and new Star Wars movie came out last week. I haven't seen it yet, so no spoilers, please. But I, I, think, Luke, I think Luke trains Ray. So I called Tom, last week I called Tom, Luke, and, and Hunter Ray, and he took exception to that. Uh, but I think we should have a, a fan vote. What, what should Hunter's nickname be? He wants he wants uh, what, what do you want? Darth Sidious? I'm Lord, Lord Emperor. Emperor. Lord Emperor. All right. Uh, choice A is, is is Lord Emperor. Choice B is Ray, and choice C is BB-8. Well, what would the best nickname 
for Hunter B and not for Thomas Prediction. He's a droid. <laughs> I can't see a hey, droid. Yeah, he's a cute little droid that was brought into the series for merchandising appearances. And, and you oh. kind of, uh, you know, a character that was brought into Master Thomas Predictions, you know, for uh, comic relief and merchandising. Uh, uh, it's sad uh, that I got a BC-3PO. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't get the BC-3PO. <laughs> I got the R2. R2. No, no. BB-8. Uh, you know, I'm Lord Emperor of this show, and I'm not uh, responsible for one of your losing picks. Hunter, I'm responsible for your, if you, your extermination. You go, five, you go two and five the past two weeks. You are not Lord Emperor. <laughs> I'm responsible for your extermination of all your picks. And how well did you do about that last week? I was 4-0 not, last week, Hunter. Not, not very well. Kind of failed, didn't you? You know, Not kind, very well. Kind of snoked everything, didn't you? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, this week I'm building the Death Star, so that means I can destroy all your picks with my uh, commenced primary ignition. And what was the last time the Empire actually had a Death Star that worked? <laughs> they keep getting blown up. There's always one thing wrong with the Death the Star. Death Star the Death Star is the worst weapon in existence. You can't keep them well, together. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have a, my own super star destroyer. <laughs> All right, we got we got to get to the picks. Got to get to the picks, Hunter. It's All right. your chance Come to on, BB-8. it's your Give chance to redeem time. yourself. It's your chance to earn a better nickname than BB-8. Although I think BB-8 would be great for this because you have all the data, no, you know, you. stored away in your in your in your. No, uh, thank heart. you. All no, right. Thank you. Okay. Well, what's your first pick? Dave, Dave, just before we get into it, I did, and I gave you access to this too, Dave. I I put on uh, Google Docs, I put, uh, I I gave Hunter access to one of my Jedi mind tricks, but he doesn't know all my Jedi mind tricks. So I don't know if Jedi mind tricks work on a (laughs) set. Weak-minded, so. um, (laughs) Weak-minded. Go ahead, Hunter. All right. So the first pick for Emperor Palpatine this week, folks, take the Lions minus three over the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I like to stay away from the Lions. Um, well, because of the Lions, you know, they, they, they choke. That's it's in their nature. But, um, you know, uh, the Bengals have nothing to play for this week. And it's shown <laughs> ever since that collapse against the Steelers, the Bengals have been putrid. They got blown out by the Bears, who, if the, speaking of, if the Bears win this week, they're going to sweep the AFC North. Think You're about right. That guy. You are right about that. That is just, that, that's, that's hard to fathom. But, uh, wow. The Bears um, will be the champions of the AFC North. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, it's it's obviously they don't give a flying crap about Marvin Lewis. Um, they they don't even play for him anymore. He's getting canned. Uh, the Lions are in the playoff race. Take the Lions uh, here. Uh, Hunter, Hunter, team. he's he's leaving Cincinnati to pursue other opportunities. He's not getting canned. yes. He's not getting canned. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I say I that. I, just, I say that with sarcasm. I say that with sarcasm. right. Right. He's, he might be getting canned. He well, might be. Yeah. It, they're doing it the polite way. You know where in the movies where, you know, the condemned man, the guy walks in and sets the gun on the table with the mess. You know, it's kind of the unspoken message. Either you use the gun or we'll use it for you. Uh, Yeah, Marvin Lewis kind of took the gun and used it himself. So (laughs) you took the honorable way out. That's a perfect way to put it. Uh, The Lions are still in the playoff race. Take the Lions here. Um, I I think this is a good pick. Um, um, Yeah. uh, Yoda, what is, what is your pick from Emperor? Actually, Hulk? that is no, 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 no. Okay, uh, your Jedi Master is actually agreeing with you on that one. Uh, cool. Don't take too Let much the hate flow through you. <laughs> but the lions, the lions uh, do still have postseason life in them. Uh, the Bengals have been blown out two straight weeks: thirty-three-seven against the Bears, thirty-four-seven against the Vikings. Uh, 
they have finished mailing it in. I think that they're even done mailing it in. So I would take, I, you know, I'm surprised the spread is so low on this game. Uh, jump on this one. Jump on the Lions minus three. Go ahead with the second game, Hunter. Good. Good. Um, my, my second pick here from Emperor Palpatine, take the Vikings minus eight and a half over the Packers. Um, the Packers did the right thing. You know, they shut down Aaron Rodgers. They have nothing to play for anymore. Um, I think it was worth it to bring him back. You know, shoot your shot. You know, run the table. But uh, obviously it did not happen with um, the, the fumble at the end of the game last week at, to Carolina, and the Packers season is over. Um, I think Minnesota, even though it's in Green Bay, I think Minnesota should be able to feast on Brett Hundley. Um, Case Keenum is still going strong. Um, Adam Thielen is still going strong. Um, Stephon Diggs is still great. And that Vikings defense is still very daunted. Um, um, the Vikings are also chasing down their bye week. Um, I don't think they'll have too much trouble this week. Take the Vikings minus eight and a half. Though you'll be two out of two this week from Lord Emperor. Well, you're only going to be two out of two this week because you're going to be following uh, the Jedi Master's recommendation because the Jedi oh. Master's also giving you the Vikings minus the eight and a half against the Packers. Uh, it's amazing how how uh, BB-8 just keeps uh, copying everything that, uh, Copy. that his Jedi Master <laughs> has been putting on here. But the Packers are coming off their most disappointing loss of the season. Uh, if you recall, the Panthers were one of my picks last week. So, you know, that was, you know, you, you yeah, benefited. Yeah, great if pick, Jedi Master. Great pick. It won, didn't it? That's all that counts. Uh, Rogers is back on IR. And, you know, it, it's the Packers, I think, are coming off that disappointing loss. Uh, the Vikings are in the top ten in the NFL in all but three of my statistical measures. And, you know, they're, they're a dominant team, and they should be locking down uh, by week this week. So take the eight and a half, lay the eight and a half against the Packers in Green Bay. Good, good. My third, all right, my third pick from Lord Emperor, um, take the Saints minus six over the Falcons. Lord Emperor, this Lord Emperor Palpatine, the greatest hit ever, is on the Saints bandwagon. Um, I love this game because the Saints are at home. And they out they have Alvin Kamara back. Um, I don't do not, they do not have Kamara for the first Falcons game because he got hurt during it, but they'll have him back. They've been unstoppable at the Superdome this season, and it, it, this is this is one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game of this weekend, guys. Um, <clears throat> the NFC South is still very much up for grabs. One of these three teams is going to win it. The other team is probably going to get in as a wild card, or all three could get in, guys. We could see a, a three team. A division get in the playoffs or three out of four teams um i think yeah this is definitely one of the games that decides who wins the south and this is the type of game over the years especially at home when drew Brees drew Brees goes into being a god um atlanta needs this game as well but um i haven't been really too impressed with uh, matt ryan on the road this year um i'm taking the saints minus six here i trust them a lot that a lot more at home than i do on the road Take the Saints here, and they'll be heading to the playoffs. That's your third pick from Lord Emperor, and you'll be three out of three. Um, not a bad pick, and actually I was thinking about this one, except the Falcons have been playing better over the last month. I do expect the Saints to beat the Falcons in New Orleans. Uh, I think the Saints are a Super Bowl contender this season, but I'm not giving you that one as a third game. I think that's a little bit uh Bit of a dangerous one as a third game. I'm giving you as a third game the L.A. Rams at Tennessee Titans minus six and a half. <clears throat> the Rams, Ooh. yeah, the Rams are still are also looking to knock down a first round bye. The Titans have been terrible uh, over the past couple of weeks. Really starting to disappoint when I thought they had a chance to to challenge Jacksonville. In the AFC South, it looks like the uh, the Titans have kind kind of let themselves slip backwards, and the the Jackson let Jacksonville take control of that division. Again, this is a team. This is a game where just about every one of my statistical measures says Rams, and says Rams are the not just the better team, but the dominant team against the Tennessee Titans. Take the Rams minus the six and a half. 
I looked on a bad pick, um, Jedi Master uh, Jedi Master Yoda. Uh, I was looking at that one as well. Um, that 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 is, that is a that is a very strong pick. But um, you're uh, you all are gonna love my fourth game. Well, the Emperor <laughs> thinks that an upset special is coming this week, guys. I'm, I'm already shaking my head. Jimmy G and the 49ers plus four over the Jags. And yes, I did just say it. Um, don't get me wrong. I love the Jags this year. I think they're the the third best team in the conference. Um, but I think this is a big trap game. Um, if they lose this and the Titans somehow beat the Rams with how bad they're playing, um, we have a week 17 showdown for the AFC South in Tennessee. Um, that will determine who gets the home playoff game and who goes on the road the first round. I don't know. I just – my gut feeling, I feel the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo, guys, 3-0, and his first three starts at San Francisco. Um, he looks, looks like a great fit. It seems like the 49ers have found their quarterback of the future, at least I think for the next – I think the next few years. He's looked good. Um, and Kyle Shanahan has given him opportunities to succeed. Um, the, the Jags um, – you know, a Blake Bortles moment can happen at any moment, people. I know he's played well, and I give him props. He's had a great month of December, but as always, a Blake Bortles moment, a classic Blake Bortles moment, can come at any point in time. Um, this is a this is my upset. Listen to Lord Emperor here and take the 49ers plus four over the Jaguars. Hey, you'll be four out of four. Uh, wrong, BB-8, breath. Um, uh, not BB-8. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars minus four. Lay the four points. Take the Jaguars, not no, the Forty Niners. Wrong. Garoppolo has led the Forty Niners <laughs> since he's taken over his starter on four touchdown drives, fifteen field goal drives, fifteen times he has failed to finish drives, and Robbie Gold has had to bail him out with a field goal. Yes, the the Forty Niners are winning. Yeah, they've won three in a row. Um, and yes, Garoppolo is going to be a very good quarterback for them, but Garoppolo still hasn't shown he can finish. Jacksonville has only allowed 14 red zone visits by opponents since week 10. All right. Yeah, Do you think Garoppolo's having problems finding the red zone right now? And he's going to go up against one of the best red zone teams, uh, best teams at protecting the red zone in the NFL right now. Uh, the Tennessee, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on an upward, upward swing. They are, you know, looking at an outside shot. If the uh, Steelers falter, they're looking at an outside shot of getting themselves into that uh, first round bye. And uh, Blake Bortles, he has been playing a much better brand of ball this week. Uh, the only thing that the 49ers do better than the, than the pant, uh, and the Jaguars is on uh, defense uh, on defense yards, you know, per attempt. But you know, you can run on the Jaguars a little bit. But other than that, the Jaguars are the top defense in the league. Uh, one of the top. They have a Super Bowl quality defense. It's just a question of whether their offense will be able to match that defense uh, uh, performance. Take the Jaguars minus four. So, listening to the Giant Master, now, the Jaguars minus four. You want the Rams minus the six and a half at Tennessee, Vikings minus the eight and a half at Green Bay, and the Lions minus three at Cincinnati. Nostra Thomas predicts. And if you want your real picks to be better, listen to Lord Emperor Palpatine. Take the, first, the bottom two Tom said. Take the upset. Um, the Jags lost to Arizona in Arizona. They're going to lose to San Francisco in San Francisco. And take the take the uh, what the, what the, uh, take the Saints minus six over the Falcons. Listen to Lord Emperor Palpatine. And just to throw in one more pick for you guys, uh, I am one step closer to the perfect season in my Survivor League this week. I've got oh. the Carolina Carolina Panthers. At home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's my survivor pick uh, for our, our right. listeners. I think it's a fantastic pick, Dave. Thank um, you. Thank um, you. I, I like your picks too, Tom. 
What about what about Lord Emperor's? <laughs> I liked yours that were the same as as Tom's. <laughs> be, I, I had those all, I had those already picked out. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know. I, I'm just teasing you, Hunter. I, I, I mean, I'm not a betting expert by any means, but I, I, I would not pick against Jacksonville right now. Just wouldn't. Just wouldn't do it. Oh. But uh, I am. I'm taking a risk. We got. We got yeah, one more segment off. for you guys. For, are, yeah, are you ready for real? Are, are you ready for real overreaction, Hunter? You ready? Yes, I am. I am. Okay. All right. Well, we're going right into our last segment. We're going to skip the last commercial. Today's show is brought to you by author Marco Zacchio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. Remember, you can give us a like on uh, Facebook during the week. Search WK, uh, no, actually, sorry, search Weekend Sports Huddle. On Twitter, search WKD Sports Huddle. Give us a like or a follow and join the conversation during the week. You could even give us a topic to discuss on next week's show. So we're finishing today with real deal or overreaction. We've got a few uh, segments or a few to- uh, topics here. We say a, a sentence and we either say, yeah, that's the real deal or pump the brakes. That is an overreaction. Uh, so the first one, we're going to return to that, that Patriots-Steelers game and, and say actually that the Patriots are more likely to lose this week than the Steelers after that mentally draining game uh, last weekend between the two teams. The Patriots are at home going up against the Buffalo Bills who are fighting for their playoff lives. Go, um, Bill, go Bills, baby. Um, I still say that's a bit of an overreaction, Dave. Um, okay. Because, you know, the, but the Bills are fighting for their playoff lives still. And, but I don't think the Patriots, again, the, the Patriots just aren't a team that lets down, especially when they have their foot on the throat of the, of the division. And, and uh, a first-round bye and home field, play, home field throughout the playoffs. I don't see this happening. I don't see the Patriots uh, letting up. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with Tom there. I think it's a little overreaction. Um, I'm definitely going to be rooting for the Bills, guys, because if the Steelers win this week and the Bills beat the Patriots, all the Steelers have to do is beat the lifeless Browns and get the number one seed in the AFC um, do I think it's going to happen? Uh, well, no, it's it's probably most likely not going to happen. But one can dream. But yeah, this is a probably slightly overreaction. I'm going to go real deal, but but I agree with you guys. I think the Steelers and Patriots will both win. I'll just be more surprised if the Steelers lose than New England. Does that make sense? Because New England's playing a tougher team. Okay. Okay. That, that works uh, for we me. got. Uh, I think I got. I, I think I know the answer to this next one from both of you. But I got the Atlanta Falcons escaped again Monday night against uh, the Buccaneers. But they still control their own destiny. They went out. They win their division. Is there any reason to think that hey, the Falcons are going to win out? And they're going to win this division? No. Nope. Overreaction. Yep. One hundred percent. <laughs> I'd like to go bold and say that uh, real deal, but I agree with you. Overreaction. I think the fact that Kamara is back, Hunter, you made that point. That's going to be the difference in this one this week, and then the Saints will have eliminated Atlanta at least from division uh, competition uh, with a win uh, at the Superdome this week. Uh, so you know, our next the, one, the problem, uh, Dave. Dave, the problem yeah, is yeah. they got to play. They got to play the Saints on the road. Then they got to finish off against the Panthers. Right. Oh right. wow. Well, that that's that's why I'm saying that everything is is still in their control. That's why because they're playing division opponents that they're competing against. They need to pass to win the division. But uh, let, let's go to the other Southern Division. Tennessee Titans will not make the playoffs. It seems like they were in it for you know all season. They've been in the playoff picture, but our <laughs> statement they will not make the playoffs. Yeah, real deal. Uh, I'm going real deal on this. Um, uh, so you'll have you'll so you'll have the Steelers, Pats, Jags. Um, the Chiefs are winning to the West. You'll have the Ravens get in, and then guys. I hate to say it, I think the the L.A. Chargers are going to get into the playoffs because this is because the AFC is a dumpster fire. Um, the Titans have been awful, um, and they're just they're bad. Right now, 
Yeah, I agree. They have two really tough games to end the season, Rams and then Jaguars. I think they'll lose both. They'll finish 8-8, eight and eight, and that will not be enough to make mm-hmm. the playoffs. I agree with you, Hunter. Uh, I think it's Buffalo if they pull off an upset against New England. Otherwise, San Diego oh, – San Diego. It's the Chargers and, uh, <laughs> and, and the Ravens as the two wild cards. Thanks for listening this week, everybody. That's it for our show. We're out of time. We will be back next Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern time.